recording now. In three, two, one. Miggity, miggity, miggity. Mic check. One, two, one, two. Welcome back to another edition of the Morning Blend. My name is Dale Thomas, but you can call me Dave for short. And I have a very, very special guest to the room right now. Someone who's long, near, and dear to my heart. You probably already heard him on the Check Your Corners podcast. Mr. Matt Tuna Frisk. Can't pronounce your last name, Milanese. How are you doing? It's funny because you said, I can't pronounce your last name. And then you immediately pronounced my last name. You know what? Um, I learned from my phone because I got Grammarly on, not my phone, I got Grammarly on my, um, on my dock when I type now so that it corrects all my bad grammar mistakes when I'm doing a writing piece. And I typed in your name, Milanese, and I typed incorrectly as I have in my phone. And then it was like, no, that's incorrect. Here's the correct way of doing it. I was like, man, how do you know Grammarly? Maybe I'm right. And then I looked at your Facebook and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm wrong. All right. So now, so now I got it. So now I'm here. You, you know went, what I mean? You went I got a long now. way to get there, but I appreciate it, man. <laughs> I mean, it took 15 years or so for me to finally admit that I'm saying your last name incorrectly after all the times you told me I'm saying your <laughs> name incorrectly. Every time you said, <laughs> so, uh, Molinese? Molinese? Is that, is no. that it? Eh, I think that's it. Eh, whatever. Whatever you say. I think I'm right. Anyway, man, how are you doing today? How's I'm doing all right. Enjoying my day doing? off. Drinking a cup of coffee. Got my grape vape. Ready to rock and roll. You know, I just had an espresso before I came here. I was at work. I was like, you know, we're going to be recording a podcast together. And know that we're getting the gruesome twosome back together. I know you guys don't like that name. The gruesome twosome back together. I'm going to have to be live and awake for this one. But I'm glad to have you here. Um, one of the cool things I did is recently on the hugefuse.net website i posted a lot of our old check your corners podcast finality a lot of projects that we worked on together i put it on the soundcloud now you know to show people like where i came from and where you came from to where we are now in our respective lives so it's really cool to actually have you here for the second podcast and i hopefully you could be on for many more past this one because i really enjoy having you i on. could even sing a little song you know i started in the corner now i'm here yeah we don't okay, need to do sorry that. sorry anyway <laughs> It's all right. Have you been watching any movies lately? What have you What have you been doing lately? Movies, television, video games. Let's start with movies first. What have you watched lately? What's like the last good? I'm movie not. You I didn't. I watched. You know, some good movies lately. I watched Thor Ragnarok. That was fun. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I watched the end of Dragon Ball Super. That was cool. But most of okay. all, I watched this series called Our World War. All right. So I've heard of the other two. Um, what is Our World War? Our What's World War is a super artistic British uh, docudrama anthology. Oh my god, that had to go. Had to go a long way to get that title that out there. Lot. But that was a lot. That was yeah, very wordy. Extremely Continue. descriptive. I think it's a docudrama. I think that's what docudramas are. But it's um, it's stories from people people from that survived World War One and came home and told stories, and now someone made a three-episode non-related anthology about these various stories. And uh, it's British. It's very artistic. Uh, It was hard for me to get into because their accents... They did not have an American in production that was going, guys, you you gotta (sighs) chill out. Like... Someone like heavy Peaky Blinders, strong British accent. We don't really care about you guys. This this is what we're Yeah, we're marketing to Britain. You know, and gotcha. but what platform were you watching? I was watching it on? on Netflix on my on my computer. Okay, 
That's good. Um, the last two movies I watch, I'm late, so I just watched Jumanji, and uh, we watched that with Kaylee, and I just watched Baby Driver. Uh, Jumanji was a pretty solid movie. I think it was a new, a good adaption to the first one. And to be honest with you, I can't remember the first one at all. Like I just remember bits and pieces of Robin Williams. But um, the second one was good. I really like seeing The Rock and Kevin Hart together on screen. I think they have really good on-screen chemistry from the two movies I've watched with them. I forgot the last one was like when he's like a detective or a spy, and then Kevin Hart's there. But you know what I mean. I like you know I like both of it. So another movie I just started watching was Baby Driver. I watched that with Kaylee. She did not like that, but I really liked it a lot. Um, is, did you watch that one? No, but I want to. I've heard that it's a great movie. It's a really good movie. It's like, did you watch the movie Drive with Ryan Reynolds? Not Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Gosling. Uh, no, I don't think I did. Okay, well, it's kind of in the same like scheme and mind of that. It's a very seems like a very indie film where the guy's just a really good driver, but he owes um, someone a debt, and he's paying it off by running guns and running criminals through bank jobs and things like that. And, you know, turmoil. The one thing I really liked about the jo- the uh, movie, though, is that he really doesn't talk a lot. And Kaylee did not like the female lead because it seemed like she talked a lot. Which I was trying to explain to her is, like, I don't think she talks a lot. I just think that the main character doesn't talk at all. So when you have that blend, it's like you just hear her talking all the time because he's just very, very quiet. But I like the movie a lot. You know. What I mean? So you have someone that talks at a normal frequency alongside someone who's almost a mute pretty much because he has like tinnitus so he's like always listening to music to drown out the sound oh yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah so those are pretty much the only two movies i watched i mean i watched a lot of trailers for the past like two weeks uh deadpool 2's trailer came out a few more uh trailers for infinity wars came out which i'm my question to you is how do you feel about it are you gonna watch infinity wars did you watch black panther no, no, I don't really go to the movie theater much. Okay. so I prefer you... to wait for him so I can watch it at home. I prefer to watch movies at home. Oh, uh, do you like the control more? Uh, it's not so much the control. It's like I can, you know, I got, you know, I got my food today. I can mm-hmm. have, a, uh, have a beer or whatever. If I want to have a beer, I can pause it and go take a leak. I can you know, safely receive, receive a phone call or a text message. Yeah. Without yeah, it yeah. being like, you know, I open my phone to see why it just vibrated and someone behind me goes, Jesus Christ, dude. Shh. Yeah. Shh. It's like, you really want to get hit over this? <laughs> like, is this what going to do? I'm going to beat someone's ass at Black Panther? Because yeah. you know what this is about, right? Yeah, you know what this is about. You know what time it is. I'm ready for I'm it. I'm going to take your ass to Wakunga, man. I'm telling you. Well, wait, wait, what? What uh, did you just call him? Isn't that where he's from? Where is he from? What did you say? Wakunga? No. Wakanda. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wakanda's where he's from. Sorry, Not I didn't Wakanda. see the movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But you had a pretty solid guess of what it was like. Okay, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Okay, okay, okay. Why would you be upset over that? Over I mean, I it's no big deal. I'm sure you know where Superman's from. You know, It we're took Superman. you 15 years to pronounce my name correctly. <laughs> I mean, you know, but we got there. You know? You but gotta hey. give me. You gotta give me a little more leeway. This movie hasn't even been out for three months. You gotta give me. A, I haven't even seen it. You gotta give me a little bit of leniency on where the where the dude's from. You know. Okay. All right. I'm sure. All right. 
I mean, we know where Batman's from. Oh, you know, I'll just drop it. So Infinity Superman's from Smallville, bitch. Hey, hey, TV show. Um, I saw the Deadpool. <laughs> I saw the Deadpool two trailer, which looked interesting. I'm like, when it comes to Deadpool, like the second one coming out, I'm a little skeptical because I liked the first one a lot because I felt like it was a sleeper. Like we kind of knew it was gonna be good, but now the second one, I feel like it's gonna have that thing where it has so much anticipation behind it that are they going to go too silly with it? It's like, hey, we're Deadpool, so let's go, like, super, super silly, you know? Or are they going to actually take it serious? I don't know. How, how do you feel about it? Did you watch the first, the first Deadpool, right? Yeah, and I'm not a huge Deadpool fan. I'm not, like, one of those people, oh, my God, Deadpool is the greatest. Uh, um, uh, Deadpool's hit or miss with me. I think yeah. that Deadpool is a specialized product, and it should remain that way. Mm-hmm. Sort of like the Hulk. Right. I mean, you can't like you can't. It, that's why the the Hulk only movies don't work because he's he's very one dimensional. I, I feel like I'm the only one who liked the Edward Norton's Hulk. I thought that was all right. I didn't think that was too bad. Yeah, I thought he was a he was a good banner. I mean, yeah, he was a good banner. But then again, I'm biased because I like Edward Norton already. Right. So, do you like New Hulk now, like the one in Ragnarok? Because on the last mm. podcast, I spoke about Ragnarok, and I didn't really care so much for it. I thought it was too jokey-jokey for me. Yeah, there was... Uh, I I like the whole... I'll tell you right now. Here's my quick and dirty opinion on Thor Ragnarok. Okay. I don't want to get too deep on the philosophy of it, but I will say that my feelings walking away from this movie were... They said, okay, so we, we hit it out of the park with the retro shit with Guardians of the Galaxy... Let's go retro on Thor, and let's put the Hulk in there. And what about these plot holes, sir? Just jokes. <laughs> jokes. Jokes. Like, Johnson, jokes. I felt like when they, at this point, we can talk about spoilers of the movie. It's been out for so long. Like, when he went blind, I felt like that was so second thought when he lost his eye. Yeah. Like, hey, remember he loses his eye, so how can we fit it into it? You know, then he loses eye, but it doesn't seem like a really big deal to lose an eye. It was just like, hey, put a black patch over it. I'm good now. Now I'm like He's, my dad. So Thor has become Black Patcher. Yeah. The Black Patcher. Yeah. He's but the Black yeah. Patcher. Yeah. I'm taking that. I think it should have been a more significant thing that Thor has now become Odin. Yeah, that, him losing his hammer, things like that. I felt like everything was just really like, oh, let's just do this. Uh, this is this cute, this is this cute. I don't know, I felt like it was rushed. I mean, even the fight scene with him versus uh, Hulk, I don't know, I just feel like maybe more, I'm thinking more of a television show situation where in a movie it just kind of felt rushed. And a lot of it was like unnecessary. But that's just my own opinion. It's just too jerky. Yeah. They're like, hey, let's get this Deadpool Guardians of the Galaxy money. Like, this is where this is what people want to see. They want to laugh, they want to joke around. Yeah. So let's just tell some poop jokes and let's get this money. I think that they really had a missed opportunity in uh, the fact that the Avengers movies seemed like they were love letters to nerds. Even though there were some minor contradictions with comics, you know, like they showed pictures of the actual civil war in the comics. And there was like 50 people rather than like 12, but you know, translation from comic to cinema, 
you're gonna have that sort of lost in translation. Yeah, I mean, you can't really have it all. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but it like the Thor movie, they really they lost an opportunity there to get into the the Planet Hulk story. Yeah, where... I, I thought they would do more with that. I think that's probably what I felt was really missing was that they didn't really introduce the Planet Hulk stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's a great side. Like, I, I'm not ripping on Valkyrie or anything, but I didn't. I wasn't really compelled by the drunk Asgardian on on that planet. I didn't really give a shit. I, I kind of really like her as an Hulk. actress. Like, I really her name is Tessa Thompson. I really like her as an actress, but I feel like they do that thing where like, hey, this is the most badass squad of all time, and you see like a two minute montage of them. It's like, and then they lose a fight. Is how am I supposed to? As the watcher, how should I be engaging in that they're as badass as you say they are? Yeah, especially when it's like you have this character you've never seen that's being pushed into the scene with Thor, and Thor is totally into this character, but you've got, on the background, you have the opportunity to explain that the Avengers got together put the Hulk on a fucking spaceship and launched him into space because the Hulk is too dangerous to remain on Earth. You walked away from that story to tell me about the drunk Valkyrie? Yeah. Come on, man. And you can't... Usually you could throw it out like, oh, you know, budget restrictions, but it's Disney, so you can't really say, yeah, there's huge budget restrictions. It's Disney. They should... Yeah. They have the money if they really want to make it good. But, I mean, enough about Hulk and things like that. Are there any movies you're actually excited to go see? Jurassic Park. Really? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Did you like the first one? Like the, the like first, all. first one? I like them all, man. You know, I'm, okay. a, I'm a dumb movie viewer. All right. A dinosaur movie, you know? Chris Pratt. <laughs> Can't lose. So, so then you were, like, excited that they were making a second Pacific Rim then? Ah. <sighs> uh, that, well, about the, the new No, Pacific because then you're hitting, you're hitting my top three. Jurassic okay. Park's not on my top three. If it's Mad Max, Pacific Rim, or Dread, I have emotions. Okay. But when it comes to, like, Jurassic Park, I don't care. No, Pacific Rim 2, I'm not going to see it. You're not going to go watch that one? No, I'll get it for two bucks on YouTube. Or you can get it at the barbershop? <laughs> going to get a DVD from the barbershop? Yeah, the next time I'm on a plane and it's on, Atlantic Rim? It. Yeah, Atlantic, yeah, Atlantic Rim. <laughs> Pacific Shrimp. Exactly. No, I didn't. I didn't want to see it, just because it's it's. It has all the the telltales of the bad sequel. It really does. You know what like I mean? The, like the a re- son returning of the main side guy. character. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, the guy's his father was was Idris Elba's character. Mm-hmm. I think right. No, no, you're right. That's yeah. who it was. And Idris Elba's not in the movie. No, he's dead. He died in the first one. Yeah. Like not even a flashback, they I did mean, all kinds he, of flashbacks. He in the might first be. A, one. I mean, he might be a flashback, but it doesn't look anyone really from the original cast is in the second. I mean, Charlie Day is. I, I think the scientists are, but um, the main can characters. I, I, can I spoil? Yeah, sure. On okay. Pacific Rim or Pacific yeah. Rim Two. Pacific Rim Two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm. T- well, giant robots. Continue. Okay, it's a giant robot movie and. What little character ties they had for me in that movie, they ruined in the second one. And I know this for a fact because it was spoiled for me. Charlie Day's character is the bad guy. Go fuck yourself. Wait, what? That's how the monsters come back. 
Charlie Day uh, opens another portal, and now all the young teenagers and their Jaegers. That's the thing. The, right, so the portal I'm was closed. Movie called The Quiet Place. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm Thank interested you. in this movie called The Quiet Place. I think that's where, um, yeah, with John Krasowski, he's from uh, an Emily Blunt. Uh, that one looks more interesting. Uh, I thought that, that came movie out recently. Cool. Yeah, and that movie looks dumb. Where the, yeah, you, you can't you can't yell and you can't scream. Or the, the monsters come. Yeah, and they all have to learn sign language. Yeah, that's but so cool. But she's pregnant. Yeah, that's such a that's such a cool and original concept. Maybe because I've never heard of a concept like that before. It might be a remake of something else or a book, probably because most things are or an adaption. But I think that's a really cool and original concept. You want to know why I think that that's a cool movie? That I'm, why? I'm gonna I'm gonna get slightly philosophical on you. Okay, lay it on me. So what's the, what is the objective of a horror movie? It's to scare you, right? Yeah. It is to create fear in you. So right. What is fear? Fear is one of the most fundamental emotions that human beings are capable of. Yes, it's that's based off survival. It's like the baseline emotion. You have to be afraid of things. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to a movie like this, or the first thing that I related it to was the Weeping Angels from Doctor Who. When uh-huh. you tie fear to a fundamental aspect of existing, such as looking at something as the weeping angel or talking outside. Of, if we weren't able to talk, we would just be animals. So right. tying the terror of the movie to an essential human component is great. It's yeah, great. The... It's so much greater than like, Oh, the guy's wearing a pig mask and he's got a fucking knife. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like, I got a pig helmet on, so you know I'm the bad guy. I am the bad guy with the bad mask and the knife over here. And I don't have a gun. All I have is an axe. Yeah, All right, it's so much you. cooler. It right, goes so- back to like that, like Thirty Days of Night, where they're stuck in the attic and yeah. you can't leave. All right, so I have a question for you. Maybe okay. I don't really understand. Jason, Jason Voorhees. Um, again, I'm not a big fan of horror movies, but is his superpower that he like can take in a lot of damage and not be killed? Yeah. Like, he, okay, he's, so he's, he's not a like, superhuman, right? Yeah, he's not like Freddy, where he's a figment. Yeah. He's not like a being of pure energy. He's an actual person, but right. his his thing is regeneration, as far as I can tell. Okay, because like I saw him get like hacked. And he just, like, turned around and then hacked the person back. And he was, like, perfectly fine. Yeah. So I, I just didn't really understand him. as Because, again, I don't watch horror movies. So I just, like, oh, isn't he just a human that's wearing a mask on his face? Yeah. Or I just shoot him in the chest with a like, shotgun. <laughs> if it was City of Villains and we had to create a character card for him, I would say <laughs> that his superpowers would be super strength resilience and regeneration and his emotions would be you know he really wants to kill you very bad like that's <laughs> yeah that, that, i want to kill you badly okay fair enough um television wise all right so there's two shows that i've been watching heavy uh brooklyn 99 you've watched that before right no you never watched brooklyn 99 nope really terry nope. cruz andy samberg and other characters. Oh, I love I that guy. Yeah. So, yeah, w- women mistake me for him all the time. Andy Samberg? I can see that. No, Terry Crews. 
Andy Samberg sounds good. Um, Terry Crews. <laughs> so that I've been watching that, and I've watched it in the past before. But you know, I actually really enjoy binge watching, so I haven't watched like three seasons of it. So on the last podcast, I don't know if you know, but I've subs- I've subscribed to Hulu. Uh, Hulu provides everything that I need. And really? Yeah, it provides everything that I need. And we're going to get back to Hulu in a second because an announcement just got made, which uh, is really interesting for anyone who was ever on the fence about Hulu. Um, because you know me, if we talk about the other podcasts, I used to bash Hulu all the time <laughs> over Netflix. Uh, but anyway, so I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I've also been watching a lot of Queer Eye. I watched the entire series on Netflix. Uh. Have you watched it yet, Queer Eye? I have not. I, I watched it when it was on TV years ago, a couple of times. Yeah, I, I love it. And I have a coworker at my job, and I keep asking if I could queer eye him. Because I just want to queer eye someone really badly. What, is, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it means I want to... You're lucky you, know? you live where you live, man. If you lived here and you said that. Yeah, if I live here in the South, it'd be a little, a little bit different. Can't walk up and so like, hey there, bud. Do you want to get queer eyed? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> You know, uh. so yeah, no. Queer eye just means I want to make over, or in the words of uh, Disney Channel, I want to make you better. And I just the show's really good. And you know, the, I think I'm not sure if it was you who I was talking about, but there was a specific episode of Queer Eye, which was ba- first off, the entire series is based in Atlanta, Georgia, or places around Georgia, right? So they took it to the south. So I'm just sitting there. Watching Queer Eye, and the first episode is like with this redneck face, completely red, neck red, lives in a little small house, loves his cars, and things like that. You know what I mean? So I'm watching it, he's like really old, like old, like easily his 60s. But since he's like a redneck who doesn't take care of his skin, he looks like he's in his 90s. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, so he's there, and these guys come in. They're like, "Hey, it's us. We're gonna here. We're here to change you up." And he's like, "All right, cool." He's like really cool about it. And I'm sitting there, like thinking to myself, "Like, come on, you know you want to say it. Let let the hate out. Just throw it out once. Throw out the word. You know you want to call him a maggot. You know, <laughs> like, I'm just sitting there. Oh, stewing. maggot. Is that what we wanted to call him? Yeah, you know, we want to call him maggot. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Something that rhymes with maggot. Something that rhymes with maggot. All right. So anyone in the army, like anyone from the military, always heard of you, like in the '90s, when they say, "Hey, maggot," just so you know, that's what they meant when they called them a maggot. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting there, <laughs> so I'm sitting there hoping that this guy calls him a maggot at least once. And not, don't get me wrong, because I'm not in any shape or form. You know me already, but I just thought it'd be really good for content and just be really like it's reality. Like I imagine someone from Georgia, because I'm small-minded. That someone from Georgia would, you know, call someone that. So I'm sitting there watching it. And guess what? He treats these people, like, really good. Like, no drama whatsoever. He almost let it slip because he, in the car, he did say to them at one point, which one of you guys is the husband and which one of you guys is the wife? Typical question. like, come on. You're so close to doing it. But, uh, you know, he just treated everyone, like, really good and respectful. And uh, it's like, like, I'm the asshole. <laughs> like, I'm the jerk off. Like, sitting there prejudging somebody. I'm the problem. That's, I mean, that's a typical question that anyone, w- you know, anyone who's not informed about that sort of thing would ask. 
regardless yeah, of where like I'm you being are human about it i don't feel like i'm being a jerk off but i do feel like i'm being human like that's because remember where i live in the east coast that's you know that's what we're told <laughs> like you guys are just people down south I mean, super, technically, I live on the super East Coast, homophobic. too. I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and just for the record, Atlanta, Georgia is not the South. Okay, what would you count Atlanta, Georgia? Atlanta, Georgia is just Florida. Is Florida not the South? No. Southeast? No. What would you call it, then? Florida. Georgia. Yeah, but, That's what they are. Yeah, but what, like, are they East Coast? Yeah, they're on the east coast of the country, yes. But eh, whatever. You know they, what you're talking about. They're not I do know what I'm talking about. They're <laughs> listen, they are not considered New York, New Jersey, or Pennsylvania. I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't it, it ain't the east. I mean that would be like someone from Ohio coming to where you live and saying, Hey fellow East Coaster. Please. Yeah, right? We all know Ohio isn't a real state. <laughs> Come on. Oh man. Oh, why'd you say that? Uh, I have a friend from Ohio, and I told her to listen to this when you posted it. And then did you? Know. Yes. Did you really? Yeah. And she's she's one of those girls that's crazy about football teams, like one of those weird girls that's all into football. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I always mess with her because uh, the team that she's into from Ohio is the Buckeyes, and I, I call them the Chuckeyes, mm-hmm. and she gets mad. And the team that she likes down here is the uh, the Gamecocks. Yeah, and, the Lady Gamecocks. Yeah, and I call them the Chickens, and she doesn't like that. Fun fact, uh, s- yep. s- small story about the South, if you'd like to hear it. Yeah, lay it on me. Um, Enlighten me. I live near a place called Clemson, and mm-hmm. Clemson University has a football team called the Clemson Tigers. Maybe you've heard of it. Yes, I have. And have you seen their icon? Their, no, I haven't. It's a, it's a tiger paw. It's just like a straight up tiger paw. You know, you can envision it in your head. And right. when you go into Clemson, it's everywhere. Just tiger paws everywhere. It's on the coffee cups. It's every tiger paws. It's everywhere. There's flags. There's It's on every building. Everyone has shirts. Paw this, paw that. Yeah, paw this, paw that. And I I went in to uh, get some fuel. I was going through Clemson. I pulled into a station to get some fuel. And um, me being the idiot that I am, I walked into the filling station. And I looked at the lady and I said, man, y'all sure like that dog paw around here, don't you? <laughs> and she took one look at me and put her cigarette out and said, you need something? <laughs> I said, nope, and <laughs> just did a 180. And <laughs> yeah. Anytime someone pulls out their cigarette and says you need something, you you know you're in trouble. Like, you know, like that's, yeah. I, I got it. I got to get she out of here. She did not want to play. <laughs> she was not with it. Okay. No, no, no. Not a, She was not on my level. We were not sinking like the way that you and I sink. Right. Um, speaking of not with it. I'm not with this whole ECA transition. I'm not with this whole Game of Thrones thing coming out next year in 2019. Hey, you gotta gotta buy time, man. You're running out of stories. I'm telling you, like, I've been telling everyone. What they're gonna do is they're gonna be done with Game of Thrones and we're like, listen, it worked for Star Wars, it might work for us. Let's prequel this, motherfucker. <laughs> Let's prequel this. I was just gonna say that. T- 
Tyrion spinoff. Guarantee it. No, it's gonna be old. it's gonna be Robert's Rebellion. I would watch that. Yeah, of course you're gonna watch that. It's gonna be Robert's Rebellion. That's what's gonna happen. You think they're gonna sit down and get rid of all this Game of Thrones money? This this throny money that's on the floor? <laughs> then they're gonna just sit there and be like, hey, the show's over after six seasons. No, we're gonna beat this horse. Let's start pre-cooling. All right. So with that being said, I would watch that. Of course, and I'd watch that too because I'm a sap. And I like Game of Thrones. And I love so, Robert Baratheon. And I would, I, I, I would watch him wash his car. So, like, that's what they're <laughs> going to do. Okay, that was... Alright. <laughs> like, okay, comb Game his Game of horse. Thrones Robert okay. Baratheon or, like, Robert's Rebellion Robert Baratheon? Robert which, Baratheon the character. Okay. I would like, watch him... I would watch him wash his car. I would watch him cook breakfast. I would subscribe to HBO to watch him make bacon and eggs. Okay. Hey, we all... We all have our things, right? You know, because he would sit there and be like, Bacon. What the hell kind of a name is Bacon? You know? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, this kind of goes back to my, I guess, originally thing I want to bring up is that even though Game of Thrones is as huge as it is, right, do you feel like other shows can do that? Can, like, go away for, like, a year to two years and still come back with that same momentum? Um, Because, you know... Shows that I really like, like One Punch Man. Uh, I think we both really like the first season of Attack on Titan. Um, and both those shows took long breaks. Uh, Attack on Titan season two came back, and I b- couldn't even stomach past the third episode. It was trash. Um, but One Punch Man has not come back yet. So do you feel like shows can take these long hiatus and breaks and still come back with that same momentum? Yeah, and I've got a couple of examples. Contextual, okay. even. All right, lay it on me. Um, my first thought is that anime shouldn't do that because I don't like it when anime does that. However, as someone that's been watching Dragon Ball his whole life, mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Super came back and it just recently ended and I'm upset. I'm, I'm gripping my heart about it. It's like this. ended like by the season or ended by like the series? The series, the su- the Dragon Ball Super itself has ended and they're going to make another yeah. one, but it's going to be Dragon Ball Q or whatever. Okay. You know, it's going to be a, a whole other series. Yeah. So, yeah, Dragon Ball's been doing that. Uh, a more recent example is Better Call Saul Season 3 came out. Love that show. The Season 3 is the best so far. Right. Because I really feel like they've... I'm going to say listen to the fans, but I don't know if the fans have been getting vocal about this or not. Look... I love Saul. Yeah. I do. But we didn't know about all this story between him and his brother when we fell yeah. in love with Saul Goodman in Breaking Bad. Okay. So let's get away from the brother and get... You need to start that's tying strange. it into Breaking Bad. Yeah. yeah. And that's what season three does. Season three goes real deep into Mike. It goes real deep into Gus. Gus comes up. Hector Salamanca. Yeah. Hector Salamanca's in it and he's great. He's great because he talks. Well, I mean, he's probably not at his peak in this show, but he's not in the chair going ding, 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 ding. So, uh, I mean, it's great. I I love season three because it starts, the ship starts steering towards Breaking Bad. And that's what I think that show really needed. Mm -hmm. Because in season two, they were trying to steer 
it really felt like they were trying to steer away from Breaking Bad and be like, let's talk more about the Jimmy McGill. Yeah, the brother-on-brother relationship they both have with each other. Yeah, and I mean, that's cool, but I don't really care about that. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to talk about crime and 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 the drug thing that they were doing and all that fun stuff. Do you think I he's mean, a bad guy, Saul? Do you think Saul's a bad person? Uh, no. I mean, yeah, yes and no. He does. It, it's that typical, you know. Would you is stealing bad if you steal to feed your children? Yeah. You know, it's on that same line or. If, if there's a train going down the track and there's five people on this track and one person on that track, you know, it's such a gray area. And that's why I like his character because he's not Batman. Right. You right. know, where Batman is a hundred percent good. And every time like they try to do like what Christopher Nolan did and introduce the badness. So you have to go yeah. super serious. My with theory Batman. on like Batman, Superman, I feel like Superman is the worst villain of all. Did I ever tell you about that theory I had? I feel no. like Superman by keep and Batman, by keeping big villains like the Joker and Lex Luthor alive, I, I truly believe those people give them purpose. And they keep them alive. Because, I mean, how many times do you have to put Lex Luthor or the Joker in prison for them to just break out, mass kill like 10,000 people, then put them back in prison again? knowing that they're going to do the same rinse and repeat thing over and over again. At that point, they're never going yeah. to change. They're never going to be rehabilitated. So what is their purpose in society? And some people say the adage of saying, if you kill them, then you're just like them. But isn't it also the judicial system should be like, hey, we have to put these people down? Or do you not kill them because they give you purpose? Because they give you reason. They maintain to make you f- continue to feel like the hero. Because a lot of times when you watch... Uh, other shows, when the hero like finally beats the villain, you kind of see like the hero kind of goes in retirement, becomes like a bum, and kind of just like eh, whatever about everything because he has no purpose anymore. There's no one left to beat. Now you have all this power, but no one, no one dares to challenge you. Kind of leading back to why the character uh, Saitama, 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 and One Punch Saitama. Saitama is so bored in One Punch Man because no one can beat him. And he's just hoping and sitting around hoping to get a proper fight. So that kind of that's sort of like that's sort of like Goku in uh, Dragon Ball Super. Mm-hmm. There's there's a certain connotation where Goku's the bad guy. Believe it or not, like Goku kind of becomes. The, I'm not talking about the Goku Black arc where Goku. I haven't watched any of it, so you know, continue. Well, I'll put it to you like this: uh, Goku met God, the King of the Universe. And the king of the universe has the ability to just go and just erase anyone or anything. You know, no fight, no power. He just goes, erase, and that thing doesn't exist anymore. Right. And it came to a point where uh, Goku found out about the existence of other universes and talked to the Omni King, who is a child, and said, hey, why don't you do a universe tournament where it's all the universes versus each other? And, you know, the authorities of Goku's universe were like, look, you need to not talk to the Omni King because he'll erase universes for fun. Mm-hmm. And Goku was like, yeah, ah, forget that. I get to fight anybody. I can I can fight people who are stronger than me and I want to get stronger and I'm going to have a good fight. So Goku's motivations were entirely selfish. Yeah, completely However, selfish. Yeah, 100 percent. 100 percent selfish. 
and the other universes regarded regarded Goku as evil for right. suggesting this tournament. And the other universes were banding together to try and take Goku out because they regarded him as an arch villain. Okay. That's actually an interesting way to look at it. Because I didn't know that. I mean, I haven't watched anything of it. You know, I, I was kind of waiting for all to be one. See, not to know that the series is actually done, I can actually watch it and just like binge watch it down. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's all fully translated yet. Mm-hmm. Were you watching I, I dubbed or subbed? I don't think so. Oh, I watch it dubbed. Okay. Or uh, subbed. Sorry, I get those two confused. Okay. Uh, I watch it in the. I like the original Japanese because I like, you know, Goku's voice and Vegeta's voice, and I think that when they fight, the Japanese voices are better. You know, do they use a lot of the original voice actors from the dub version, or is it all new people? It's not all new people, but you can you can tell that uh, the people that are replacing, you know, like it's just like in the English, uh, in the English translated versions, the voice for Vegeta is is a different person than it was you know fifteen years ago, but everyone who played Vegeta plays Vegeta. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's not like it's not like some of these. Uh, Real off the wall, like the Oceanic translations, where it's a different voice actor. Yeah, and you're like, "What the hell?" Like you don't right. hear Goku talk, and you're just like, "Ah, oh, no, 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 I can't watch this." Yeah, well, it's to the point where when I watched that, um, what was it? Was it Berserk that you recommended to me? And I watched it, and I said, I, "I can't do this." Uh, where it was Goku's voice actor played somebody. Oh yeah, in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. it I, was Berserk. I was watching the first. No, and was, I couldn't. I couldn't watch it because <laughs> Goku was just a regular guy. And yeah, I can't, like, I can't watch it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. I'm definitely going to give it a shot. Um, and staying on the fact that, you know, staying on television. Did you watch Roseanne when you were younger? Yeah. Have you watched? Not by choice. Not by choice. Okay. Did you watch the new episode of Roseanne? No. Did you know the new episode of Roseanne premiered getting 18.2 concurrent viewers watching it? 18 viewers? 18, sorry, 18.2 million viewers. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. That's a, whoa. Yeah, concurrent. All watching it at the same time. Well, I mean, there's a lot of 30-year-olds out there. I, you, you know, know what? I didn't know Roseanne was that big of a staple. I knew it was big, but I mean, at the same time when Roseanne was out, I was like probably 12 or 13 years old. Well, I mean, you want me to lay this out for you? <laughs> you, want me to, you want me to straighten you out on this one there, Yeah. Keep it straight, man. Why do why do people like Roseanne so much? I'll put it to you like this: When I was it, when I was a young child, a young and now, lad. Keep in mind, when I was a young lad, there was no internet, mm. there was no cell phones. You know, when the first cell phone came out, I had a driver's license, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't need a damn cell phone. <laughs> but <laughs> why do I want that? So. In the time that Roseanne and Full House and Home Improvement and all those shows were on TV, when you turned your TV on, you just, you watched what was on and you had no control over it. Right, you didn't have, there was no DVR. There was no DVR, there was no Hulu, there was no Netflix. I couldn't just go on my computer and watch Ozark. Mm, Ozark Because that's what I want to watch. Because Ozark's a fucking great show. So So I'm going to... I'm going to go watch Ozark because it's a great show, even though his daughter's got a big head. She'll grow into it. But <laughs> at the time, you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't just watch whatever you wanted. 
So these things got hammered into your head because you wanted to like watch TV and go to sleep. So you put it on and Roseanne's on and it's better than QVC and you've only got 13 channels and you know, it's cause your mom didn't pay for the big package with the movie channels. Cause that's an extra $80 a month. And you know, you just, you had to watch what was on. So you, you kind of, I don't know the, the way, the way I've explained it before is, mm-hmm you were in a sort of entertainment foxhole with these shows. Yeah, I mean, I was still, you know how w- I was still around. So I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. You know how, like, when people go to war and... Say you and me go to war and we meet each other and we don't like each other, but then we get into a battle and we're next to each other in a foxhole and we become best friends for life. Right. It's that same sort of thing with these older TV shows with the younger generation that was... You know, just before the internet came out, we had the desire to consume large amounts of entertainment, much larger than our parents. Yeah. So we we had that thirst that the Twitter sphere has today, but we didn't have any control over it. And now we so do. we were we're in a sort of entertainment foxhole with these TV shows because we were forced to watch them, and in a way, you're in. You're in it together with Roseanne. You're in it together with Tim Allen and Home Improvement. Because you just got to get through it. You know, it's interesting you bring up Roseanne and Home Improvement where, like, my shows are, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and um, The Cosby Show were, like, the shows I was watching. Um, Now, did you watch... Now, I know you didn't... Do you know anything about Roseanne, the, um, the first episode? No. So, Roseanne's a Trump supporter, right? And in the show? In the show. Yeah, she's a Trump supporter. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, and how'd they let that get by? <laughs> they got a lot of people to watch. But if Roseanne, honestly, looking at the family, if at least if one of them wasn't a Trump supporter, if you want to get an actual look in America today, it'd be bull. It, it would be bull crap. You know what I mean? Like One of them would have to be middle of America, white family. You said none of them are Trump supporters? You know what I mean? It might stop me when I'm wrong. Stop me when I'm wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Isn't this kind of getting back to the the queer eye thing? No, no. <laughs> it's getting the queer eye thing. Where you're just like, come on, dude, say it. <laughs> be be homophobic. <laughs> come on, you know you want to be. No, I'm just saying. Um, well, Roseanne Barr herself is a Trump supporter, and that's fine. You like whoever you like politically. We may disagree. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, but for this conversation. Uh, it was just, remember, Trump did get, what, uh, he did get 50 million votes. So that means there's money there. You know, just because entertainment has yeah. been leaning so left for so long doesn't mean the right doesn't. Fox News still brings in the bank because people are still watching it. And I just think that. Yeah, I mean, these things happen. You get shows like this that are political in nature. It's no different than the uh, Bill Nye Saves the World. Yeah. Where Bill Nye, the science guy, makes a TV show on Netflix, and it's like a hundred percent political agenda. Okay, that's you know I watched it for like two episodes, and I said, "Holy shit!" Like, there's no science. It's not Bill Nye, the science guy. It's Bill Nye getting paid to talk all this shit for all these people that want to have a TV show, okay. which is fine. I don't care. Right. But I don't sell it as Bill Nye because it's not Bill Nye. Yeah, so like it's not Bill Nye the Science Guy. So this is what I mean. I don't mind that she's a Trump supporter. Like there's whatever it is, what it is. I mean, it, I just think it's interesting to see that 
there is money there and people are still going to watch it because again half there was a huge pool of that voted for Trump and it's just this is like kind of the first time we seeing on television on like a NBC or whatever shows aired on ABC where someone's openly a Trump supporter cuz lately everything has been more towards the left yeah i think that um you know there's both sides of of you could boil it down to Trump not Trump Mm-hmm. Is an is an easy way because Trump's so, uh, you know, so polarized to his end of the spectrum, right. where you have Trump on one side and literally everything else on the other side. Yeah, there's you can get <laughs> all of these people want to have a platform. All agendas want to have a platform. Right. Everyone, everybody feels and wants that their voice to be heard. I mean, we're literally doing a podcast so that my voice. And your voice could be heard. Yeah. And so it's it's only natural that Roseanne, who I think... Yeah, in, in reality, she's a straight-up, like, Trumper. Oh, right? yeah. I could send you some videos and things of Roseanne. She took one picture, which is really interesting, with her um, in a baking outfit. But she had, like, a Hitler mustache on. And she had a <laughs> bunch of burnt cookies. Well, why does that mean she's a Trump supporter? Huh? No, no, no. I'm just saying her, herself. She's a horrible oh. person. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, I'll, I mean, don't dude, get me wrong. I like a good joke. I like a good comedy joke, but there's a few things, there's a few topics. I'm just like, eh, that's just in poor taste. Well, I mean, this is coming from Roseanne, who is the lady who, uh, back in when I was a kid, sang the national anthem yeah. and then spit on the American flag or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That. So this- she's been at it for a while. She's like a female Howard Stern, where. Her whole thing is like I'm gonna I'm gonna say the scary thing. Shock jock. That's you know she's yeah. shock jock. That's what it is. Yeah, I don't I, I don't look at her and say oh my god I can't believe she said that. Like I expect her to say that because she has to. Because let, let's get let's get real. Let's call spade a spade. Let's call spade a spade. I'm not gonna watch Roseanne and rub one out. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Listen, that's not what I meant by let's call spade a spade. All right. I I thought you were gonna go. You went totally right with that one. Yeah, I'm not, look, I'm not tuning in to Roseanne to hopefully, you know, hope a titty pops out. Mom, I love you. <laughs> and that's, and it's funny because my mom's name is Roseanne. Oh, jeez. Okay. So, uh, with Roseanne coming back, right? <laughs> with Roseanne, come, on, come on, pull out of, pull out of it, Mooch. Yeah, with I'm Roseanne pulling. coming back. Let me spin this out of here. Pull up, pull up, pull up. <laughs> let's, let's turn this thing around. Roseanne coming back. Um, and Full House also coming back, along with That's So Raven. Um, is it the end of reboots for movies and the beginning of reboots for every television show? Will I get another Wayne's Brother, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air 2, when Will Smith is the, you know, the father? Or uncle? Uncle Smith? No. You won't. You're gonna get something with the title. Because I'll give you an example. Speaking of the Wayne's Brother, the Wayne's Brothers, if you... Let's say they made the decision to, and I'm doing the air bubble quotey things with my fingers, reboot the one of the greatest comedy shows of all time in living color. Ooh, in living color. Yeah. Yeah. With the Fly Girls, Jennifer Lopez, you know, if they had to remake that show, yeah. they could only do it in name only because the world has changed. Right. Just look at the characters on that show. Just look at... You know, uh, Damon Wayans played Handyman. Do you remember Handyman? No one could do that today. 
Okay. You couldn't have the Wayne's Brothers show today. Because even the Wayne's Brothers, Fresh Prince you could have again because Fresh Prince was above board on everything. It was just comedy. Yeah. But the Wayne's Brothers, I could, I, you probably couldn't even have Martin today. You know, Martin's one of the shows that they actually trying to bring back. Like, legitimately trying to bring back Martin. It'll be in name only. I mean, you couldn't have, you couldn't have some of the crap that, that Martin had. Like, the way that they used to make fun of different cultures and different people. The, oh, 100%. The commentary, the social commentary of these shows that were real as hell back in the day. I mean, look at but Simpsons. Today, They're it's in trouble offensive. right now. What? The Simpsons are in trouble right now. For what? The depiction of Apu. Oh, Good we are, God. We are living in a sensitive time. That's Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If Apu is... I mean, come on. We've all walked into a gas station and seen Apu. Well, the thing is, is that if anyone who, like, feels offended by Apu, I mean, then you clearly didn't watch The Simpsons for very long, because Apu is not just some shtick. He's a multi-dynamic level character. Yeah. He has, there's backstory to him. There's white. Apu is older than the people that are offended by Apu. Exactly. He's, there's many levels to Apu than just like, oh, it's a guy working at a quickie mart. No, it's deeper than that. So if you actually watch where he... I mean, there's a whole episode that... There's a bunch of episodes that are dedicated to him as a character. Because if you yeah. forget the Apu's offensive, what about Willie the the, uh, the groundskeeper? Yeah. What about the police chief, Wiggum? Exactly. You know? What about freaking... What's his name? Homer's two friends. Lenny, Lenny and... Uh, Carl. Carl. Yeah. I mean, you're 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 depicting white-collar Americans as just some dumb beer-drinking... Blah, 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 blah. Why is that not offensive? Yeah, like Why is Groundskeeper Willie not offensive? We're just living in a depicting very Scotsman. sensitive time where people are just offended. Like, as, you know, as I heard a lot of people say, people are too woke, all right? And when you stay awake too long, you don't get sleep and you start losing your mind by not sleeping. So people who are too woke need to start going to sleep, all right? Let's, let's just chill out a little bit, guys, you know? Is it that they're too woke? Or is it that... Okay, I'm gonna stop myself right there because I'm. I was gonna go full Jacob Seed. <laughs> I take it easy. We're almost at that <laughs> point. <laughs> it, We're almost at it, that point. All right. Is it is it that they're too woke or is it just too easy to get food these days? <laughs> the uh, human race has forgotten its place in the world, and in these times of collapse, the needs of the few surely outweigh the needs of the many. So Far Cry 5. Far Cry 5, baby! <laughs> so Far Cry 5. Where that tune is referencing from is Far Cry 5. Um, <laughs> we both picked it up. Um, let's start off one. Is it the best Far Cry in the series? Oh, yeah. Hands down? Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, Primal. I had a lot of fun in Primal. Primal was a great game. I didn't beat Primal. I actually didn't play Primal. Yeah. I was Primal like, was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But... There was it's it was difficult to connect to cavemen. I that's the big thing. I didn't feel like anyone spoke words, and I thought about ooh ooh ah ahs, and I was like ah, I'm not really sure I want to do that right now. Yeah, that's that's like because they do the same thing that Far Cry is known for, where um, the bad guy gets right in your face and monologues. Yeah, but in in Primal, it's just a different looking caveman. And you know he's the bad guy because he has the sweater. 
And <laughs> he's like, he has all the ladies because he has a sweater. Yeah, Whoa. he has the the knuckle bone necklace, and no one else does. And so, <laughs> so, <laughs> when he gets in your face and and just goes, unge bonge bonge, he just sounds like Jabba the Hutt. Just getting really mad. He's like, Shh. yeah. <laughs> Go home to your wife. Like he's got a knuckle bone necklace. Always rub it in my face. Oh, he's rubbing my goddamn knuckle bone necklace. You know, you wouldn't believe it. that much better than everyone else. Unga is always just yeah. holding it above my head that he has five coconuts <laughs> and I have three coconuts. I'm sick of this mm-hmm. three coconut life. I am the 99%. But anyways, Far Cry Primal was a great game, but it was more of like yeah, a, a huge arcade game rather than a small standalone game. Mm-hmm. You know, it was along the same lines as Blood Dragon, which Blood Dragon knew exactly what the hell it was. You know, I feel like I'm the only person who didn't play Blood Dragon. Blood Dragon was a great game. Yeah, so I've been told. I just didn't... I know... I don't know. I just didn't want to play it. You just have to understand that it's just a really good Far Cry mod. Right. That's all Blood Dragon is. Like, don't go into it... You know, it it would be difficult for me to write a review on Far Cry, Far Cry Blood Dragon. Yeah. Because just saying it's a good game, you should play it, is it, that's as far as you need to go. I, is this just like it's really Saints Rowy? Is that what it is? Like it's just they really just did uh, what they want to do. They're just like, hey, let's just have really fun, like creative it, freedom. It is, but in the sense that Saints Row is kind of breaks its own immersion because it's in it's in the real world yeah that's where saints row is is kind of loses me because it's in reality and they're all like lol uh blood dragon does the lol but it's in virtual you know 1985 retro and let's just put it on the record that blood dragon did the retro crap before the retro crap got cool and retro crap is cool now Oops. Yeah, retro crap is really cool now. Yeah. And I like that because I like that old retro crap. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna bust out my laptop and go to Starbucks, but I'm just saying. <laughs> What's that to do with anything? You know, like isn't that the crowd that likes the retro crap? Oh, okay, is that what you mean? Like a hipster. Yeah, I'm I have male, male pattern baldness, so I can never have a man bun. But, therefore Uh-huh. But you can yeah. have a, uh, you know, a nice little hat. Yeah, I can have a nice hat. And I do like scarves. Mm-hmm. They do keep, I do like they the keep, They keep your neck warm. Yeah. I mean, my beard keeps my neck warm. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, anyways. So far, far, far Cry 5. Far Cry 5. Um, I've been enjoying it. Like, anyone who's asked me before is like, oh, so you, I saw you play Far Cry 5. How's the game? And I'm like... Um, do you like killing meth heads in Montana? Because if you do, then you'll probably like doing this game. Like, that's pretty, yeah. that's the best way to say it. It's like, if you like killing meth heads in Montana, I mean, the, I mean, I spoke to you before. I so said, one thing I've really enjoyed about it is that it's a Far Cry game that's based in America. And not just a game that's based in America, but a game that's based in America and it's not New York City and it's not California. It's not Miami. Yeah. You know, it's the yeah, Midwest. A place that we rarely ever, like, go to. I feel like even in games, like, in real life, we'll fly over the Midwest and just ignore it completely. Hmm. I wonder if it sold a lot. Did it sell a lot? Far Cry 5? Far Cry 5? It sold more than, in its first week, it sold more than Far Cry 
three or four card four did completely. It also I don't it. doubt it. Yeah, it also did completely. Yeah. Well, there you go. And maybe that goes back to what you were talking about with um, Roseanne. Yeah, Roseanne. These these flyover areas of the country, and as someone who's been to Montana and I've been to Wyoming, those are those are great states. Right. I don't mind. I would I would, I would love to move to Wyoming and get away from everybody because <laughs> Wyoming and, and Montana are a lot like it is in Far Cry. Coyote can't kill no cow. Well, Coyote can damn sure kill a cow. So I, mean, <laughs> I don't know who's been filling your head with that bullshit. But <laughs> the, that setting is woefully underused. And like you said, it's not in, well, we've recreated the San Francisco Bay Area. I get it. Yeah. I get it. How many people in the country have never fucking been to San Francisco or New York? A lot. So who cares? A if lot. you recreated San Francisco. I've never been there. I couldn't tell you. Which I've been to San Francisco. But I didn't like it. It's too many people. Too many buildings. Right. Too many fucking food trucks everywhere. Telling me about your... Oh, I got the best tacos on, on Maple Street. Yo, I don't care. Yeah. So it seems like this environment that Far Cry 5 takes place in is equally neglected as the population that it represents. I mean, even going back further to my first episode of uh, The Morning Blend, talking about Black Panther, is saying, you know Black Panther now be Titanic? With the, no highest, gross, with the highest grossing movie ever? I don't, I don't doubt it one bit, because, look. Because Tyler Perry the has Green been using black people forever. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there's money yeah. there. There's money. There's black dollars in money there. If you do a cast that supports it. And just like Far Cry, like, how huge is the Midwest compared to, let's, my small East Coast brain? New York, New Jersey, Florida, Georgia, you know? Compared to yeah. all of the Midwest that can, can relate to, like, hey, there's finally a game that represents where my backyard, what it looks like here. And there's a lot of people out there that are resentful of that fact. It's the same the same Black Panther effect. Where there's people that live out there that if it wasn't for them, we would not have our city. Yeah. And in that same token, if it wasn't for the culture and creativity of the black community, there would be no Hollywood. Therefore, why is the representatives of the black community in Hollywood a bunch of... Chris Tucker's and Tyler Perry's. And although I love Kevin Hart, he kind of evolves that stereotype, but he does it right. I mean, he does good. Yeah. But why Why has there not been a Black Panther before now? It was the disbelief that, that we can, as a cast, can bring in dollars. Like, no one would want to see a full-blown cast of black people in a movie well, that wasn't, like, a, and turned into a Tyler Perry quote unquote black movie like Tyler Perry's Medea goes to wedding Medea has a barbecue Medea has a barbecue too <laughs> Medea has a barbecue again <laughs> don't forget Medea's <laughs> third barbecue like that's what they said like oh our money just goes into those movies we we would not support a huge blockbuster movie you know what I like about the, I think the reason why the Black Panther movie worked because it's a movie with 
a black man who's the lead, and the movie's not about him being black. Yeah. It's like the, f- the first movie that I've heard of that's been mainstream, that's not an indie, that's not a small studio. It's a mainstream movie that went to theaters and did well, that had a black guy as the lead, and it wasn't about the culture shock of him being black and a cop. You know, right. or... He got a job at the library, and he's a little black librarian. But, you know, the, the boss that owns the librarian doesn't like that. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like the blackness in Black Panther was just really natural. It didn't feel, like, super forced and things like that. It just felt really natural. I know I just repeated it twice, but that's... <laughs> I have no other way... <laughs> I have no it other way of putting it. Twice is natural. So twice, you know, three times is natural. You know what I mean? So, I, I think it's funny that you've got... You know, a the Hollywood cabal that says we're we're, we're not going to make this movie, you know, because and I, I could I could talk for five minutes on Super Troopers and and tell you about that, but the Hollywood cabal that says we're not going to make this movie because there's you know the black dollars aren't going to be there and the black people aren't going to show up for this. It's not fucking Tyler Perry. That's what they like. They want barbershop. They don't want this. And then they make this movie, and you got. Black people coming in to the movie theater wearing the 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 freaking ah what the do you shikis. call those the shikis yeah wearing wearing the traditional garb and I'm looking at that and I'm like that that is awesome I love that yeah and people were hating on that I think it's great yeah it is great because you wear Jedi robes to go see a new Star Wars movie so what's the difference people want to dress up and enjoy it you know want to dress up and enjoy it people who hate on the black guys and the black girls that went to see Black Panther wearing the traditional clothing, wearing the clothing that they liked, wearing the clothing of their culture, supporting their culture. The people who hate on that shit, you're not an American, bro. You're not an American. (laughs) I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. I like how we went from Far Cry 5 back to Black Panther again. Uh, I think the Black Panther viewers would be really, really happy about that. Um... So if you don't have it already, pick up Far Cry Five. It's a great game. Uh, I I don't know how to put it. It's just it's a really good game. Like it's worth the sixty. I pay sixty bucks for it. And you know me, I usually buy a game for a steal. Wait, I lied. I I didn't pay sixty. I paid fifty two. But <laughs> that's a steal. <laughs> what a steal. Six percent off. Hey. Yeah, what a steal. It's but, it's a wonderful game. It's I'll a great tell you game. right now. It's got some drawbacks. Yeah, you know, it does. Some parts of the story are kind of like, all right, you know, you. All right, all right. Here it is. I was playing with Welgy and I was live streaming it, and I was saying that a lot of the people talk as slow as molasses, (laughs) and I'm like, let's go. What do you want me to do? That's the that's the people though. I mean, I know, I know. Where I live, accurate. It's just like, hey there, Rook. I need you to do me a favor. And I'm like, dude, I'm so high on cocaine right now. Let's do this. Uh, <laughs> like, what do you want? Like, it's like how Jim Gaffigan said, the South will never rise again because they don't have the energy. <laughs> so that's, you know, I think that's one of the drawbacks. Um, the co-op was a little bit buggy. But that was day one. I was playing it with Welgy, and the co-op felt buggy. Um, it feels better now. But it's still, I mean, one thing I don't like is that you and the person you're co-oping with have to be within a vicinity together. Like, oh. 
Yeah, you can't be two different separate places in, in the world. And also, your reputation, rep points, don't transfer over to your main game. So if you're there as co-op, you're more of like a follower that gets money. Uh, so you're not... It's not a full co-op experience. It's not a full co-op. No, it's not a full co-op experience. And they, and they sold it as a full... Like, you could... Yeah, you could do the game completely as co-op. But say, like, where me and Welgy were at one point, were like... I was getting guns, but since he's not getting reputation, he's not getting the new guns. So now he has to go back into his save and now replay stuff to get the guns. I'm sure that ended with, you know, well, you just do it on your time, Welgy. No, I joined him. I came with him. I said, (laughs) shut up. Shut up. I did join him and said, all right, let's go. Let's play your save. Because Because the shooting feels so good in the game, I didn't mind replaying it. Yeah, yeah. Because the combat feels so fun, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't like hard for me to say. Oh, okay. It was like, all right, cool. I get to shoot more people. All right, no problem. Yeah, I, I, the combat in the in the game is great, and I I'm trying to stay away from uh, the usual way that I play Far Cry, which is you know bow and arrow. You never see me. I am the jungle. I yeah, lo- I'm, I love I'm, that about Far Cry, but yeah. I'm steering away from that this time. I'm going loud. I'm doing. I still oh, have yeah. my bow. Because I have the fourth slot, but for predominantly, I'm completely loud. I'll it's do like free, one base, and I'll be like, the first hey, Far Cry that I've played where it's like, capture this place. And I go in there, and the first thing I do is shoot somebody in the head from 30 feet. And I'm just like, set the alarm off, guys. <laughs> I have a grizzly bear and a guy with a rocket launcher. Let's do it. I'm Shia LaBeouf. Do it. That's, that's it. I have my flamethrower. I'm in the drug area. I'm like, let's let's get this party started. <laughs> let's light him up. Let's, let's light him up. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, and I, I think having that choice of like being stealthy versus non-stealthy is just it is fun because the gunplay is so fun in that game that I'm okay with. And you know me. I pre I play all my games stealth. If they allow stealth, I play stealth. That's just how I am. But in this case, I'm just like, I'll get the loudest gun ever. Whatever. I shot a bear with a rocket launcher. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Like, at it's really like, long range. It was great. I've got the big, dirty, hairy pistol, and I shot a, uh, a helicopter pilot with a dirty, hairy gun. I feel like the humongous from Mad Max 2. Mm-hmm. And it's... Like I say, usually I play Far Cry stealthy because it's very rewarding to play stealthy. Yeah. This is the first Far Cry where it's more rewarding to go loud. Absolutely. Experience-wise. Because before it was just like, with the other Far Cry games, when you went loud, it was almost like you're not as powerful as you are now. Because they would just surround you and blow you away, and you would end up taking cover and doing snapshots out of cover. Right. And I, that's not that's not rewarding gunplay for me. Rewarding gunplay for me is, you know... Yeah, and that's what Far Cry Five is. Just yeah. let's do it. Call your boys. Let let's go. Let's see how we get this party started. Yeah, my bear is hungry. My <laughs> illiterate friend yet. with the RPG is drunk. <laughs> We're doing it. <laughs> how is the bear? He's not the bear from Primal. Well, I didn't play Primal, so. Well, the bears from Primal are incredible because mainly because you can ride them. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, 
<laughs> riding a bear and chasing cavemen down. I'm sure is... there's a reason why they took that out of the game in modern day America. Yeah. I mean, Cheeseburger is great. He has diabetes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that he's just... Like, his his trait is called bear arms. Yeah, it is. And I'm not making a pun. I'm not making one of my No, I don't think jokes. you are. I got you. No, and... And the the reason why it's called that is because uh, the explanation is Cheeseburger will exercise his right. And the thing about Cheeseburger is you don't have the option to stealth when he's with you. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as Cheeseburger sees something to attack, he's going to he's going to straight up go for it. Mm -hmm. And he's he's not like a lot of the pets are in games where it's like. I have to be real careful about how I deploy it. You don't. You don't. He's a- extremely lethal. Your followers in Far Cry 5 are extremely lethal. They are. They're actually... That's one thing I was going to say. The follower system is actually fleshed out. It's not just tacked on kind of like Skyrim was. You know? Yeah. Like, these people... If you have an assassin or a sniper, he's, he's really a sniper. He's not missing shots or doing like leg shot so you can get the final blow on him he's killing people yeah he's yeah grace is a crazy good follower i don't know how many times i've i've stationed her and then walked to somewhere else with my binoculars and just spotted targets for her and she just pop 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 and that's a lot of fun that Mm -hmm. is a lot of fun and you can do that with all your followers i love the plane guy nick rye i love that guy when I, when I go to a place and I'm like, I got to capture this location, I hit the button and I call Nick Rye, and he comes in, he goes, target a fucking quad, and just starts spraying people down with a machine gun, dropping bombs. It's great. It's just a lot of fun. It goes, I need to do that It goes back more, to that doctrine. pure co-op, so I need to actually use the follower system more. You got to do followers, dude. It's it's into that same doctrine of, of indulgence that I've been harping about for probably two years now. Ever since movies like Pacific Rim, Mad Max, games like uh, Legion from World of Warcraft, uh, in, a, in a lot of ways, HOTS, it, Blizzard's HOTS game, Heroes of the Storm, the people who are creating movies and games nowadays are leaning into this doctrine of indulgence. And they're mm-hmm. saying, oh, you like that? I'll give you 10 pounds of it. <laughs> and that's what Far Cry 5 is. It's the first Far Cry game to get away from, you know, we're going to tell a compelling story and, you know, we're going to have realistic gunplay. It's not realistic gunplay. It's fun gunplay. Yeah. They, they put fun first. Fun first. Fun I is think- number one. I think they really, and when I play it, I feel like they took a lot of, like, Grand Theft Auto elements. And they really didn't take itself as crazy serious. Like, Far Cry 3 takes itself pretty serious. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, this time, I feel like they went more of a GTA and, like, said, hey, let's have a little bit more fun with it. Like, let's really be, like, we're in the Midwest. Like, one of my favorite things is that, like, when you pull your gun out or you point at somebody, everyone else pulls their guns out and points it at you. Like, welcome yeah. to the Midwest. <laughs> like, like yeah. this, is, this is what we're about. We're all strapped here. And it's like we're that scene in it. the Pirates of the Caribbean movie where the three people are all pointing guns at each other. 
Mm-hmm. And then they all kind of look at each other and smile and lower their guns, and then immediately all raise their guns back up. Exactly. And it's just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> just so you know, we're, we're all ready to go. Yeah. Today's and a good day to see Valhalla. It's great. That game is great. Even like when you walk, you buy a new gun, you walk out of a shop, and you you test fire it to see what it sounds like. You just shoot the yeah. gun. Yeah. And the people in town are like, motherfucker! What? I will kill you! <laughs> and it's just... It's, it's great. The game has soul. It's like the first Far Cry game that has soul. It's got rhythm to it. Yeah, it's got it's got it. It's got the rhythm. The first time I walked into the... Uh, I beat one zone. I, I walked into another zone. And I didn't have any... You know friends or any any sort of area of that zone i just i just walked into that new zone when i was going down the road and uh, a cult truck came by naturally bang i shot him another cult truck came by started shooting with him there were three guys in that truck and then a civilian truck came up behind me two guys on an atv they started fighting i started fighting and uh, it's just out of nowhere, a war breaks out on the road because more mm-hmm. people are showing up. Trucks are exploding. People are shooting. Everyone's yelling. The guy's like, the guy on my side, there. Oh, people over there are going, purge your sins. We will cleanse you of your iniquities. And the guys over here on my side are responding to them. Yeah. And they're yelling back at him. They're like, fuck you. This is my home. And there's a goddamn grizzly bear running around, killing people. <laughs> and the ground's on fire. And there's a helicopter and a plane. And, and trucks are exploding. And women screaming. Babies crying. Dogs barking. And <laughs> All right. All right. You're really getting into it. <laughs> and, yeah. And you're right there in the middle of it. Just like, this is fucking awesome. That is the best description. I think that's the best way you can review Far Cry. That's Far Cry 5, baby. Play it. Yeah. If that's what you want, that's what you're getting. And on a more somber note, I got tonight. I have a real question for you. Okay. Like a real question I ask you, okay? It's something, I'm, it's something I've really been pondering these past couple days, thinking to myself Is, is Star Citizen really going to come out? Dude, don't even. I'm glad you didn't <laughs> warn me that you were going to ask me that question. Uh huh. Did you warn me? Did I? Did you warn me and I didn't notice it? I don't yeah, know. you did. Yeah, you put it in the notes. I, I put it in the notes. I put it inside the docket. I guess. I guess my emotional damage just blocked those words out. Because <laughs> I I keep seeing these videos, and I'll tell you right freaking now. I saw it yesterday, and I said, "No wonder this game is never gonna come out." Because you got Mark Hamill, you got the got you got Sir Davos Seaworth, whoever that actor is. Mm-hmm. And and they're doing the thing where they do the voice and they make the guy in the game look like the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing that thing. And yeah, I'm mocap. This, and facial, like, facial. No cap, wonder whatever. this game is taking forever because you're wasting time building this this single player game. Look, I love single player games. I love I, single player games too. I love story games. I don't want that from Star Citizen. I want the MMO. I want the thing that you sold me on in 2012. Has it really been 2012? I don't freaking know. It was back when Kickstarter was big, so 2012. Yeah, I'm going to look it up right now. Keep talking. Let's see. Kickstarter. All right. All right. Slash rant. Begin. HTML doc. All right. Here we go. I want 
the MMO because I played a lot of the X series and it was great because it was like oblivion in space. You start and you got this little dinky ship and you got nothing and you make a few trades. You do a few runs. October 18th, 2012. Fucking nailed it. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. Continue you your rant. Well, you might as well call me the hammer because I just nailed it. You proud of that and, joke? Yeah. I, I halfway through I was like I should have said Sergeant Hammer. You should have, but I didn't. And now you let everyone down with momentum. that and your Haas community. But anyway, continue. That destroyed my momentum, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. I All think right. you from, do. You you say something about it. <laughs> I think that the real question is: Has that left like an unremovable stain on like any MMO that tries to be a Kickstarter? Because yeah, I mean, you have Chronicles of Alaria. And then you have this other one, I forgot, some fantasy MMO uh, coming out. Um, and they Fall. both got funded. Crowfall. Crowfall? Crowfall. Yeah, but Crow... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Camelot I I had... Unchained. Oh, my God. Are Kickstarter MMOs just all bad? I'll put it to you like this, my dude. I, I, they're all bad, I right? love you. They're just all bad. Because I love you and, and you're my brother and I would take a bullet for you probably in my leg, you mm-hmm. know, in my left leg because I can still hop on my right leg and that's where my trick knee is. Anyways, I saw a YouTube video on my YouTube feed the other day yes. and you know how YouTube likes to throw those. It just it just records the things you like and then it throws top 10 videos at you based on the things that you like. Yeah. And the top 10 video that it threw at me was... Top 10 MMORPGs that are actually coming out. I think I saw that in like 2018. That's the that's the world we're living in. Where the <laughs> MMORPG game genre itself has such a negative stain on it that there is a category devoted entirely to games that are actually going to be released. What is wrong with you people? Like, I don't know. It all started with, like, the green lighting, the Steam green lighting project of, like, us. It's just crazy. The mentality of it is that games no longer need a QA team anymore. Like, back before, games would have, you know, hire people to test their games, play their games, break their games. Now that you no longer need a QA team, we are the QA team, which is okay. But then we pay them to test their game out. Like, that's where yep. we are. Like, think about the mentality of you buying a game early access. It's like you're buying an unfinished product, which they would usually have to pay somebody else to test their product for them. But instead, you're giving them the money so you can test it out for them. Well, I mean, they say it's so that we can continue to develop it, and I get that. And the early access agreement is pretty clear, and I get that. But that applies for games like Subnautica. Right. And I bought Subnautica in early access, which I usually don't buy early access because I'm sick of playing shit games. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't have the time to waste on playing a game that's not done. Subnautica is a different story. I bought it in early access because I believed in the developers. I played Natural Selection two. This is a development studio that started by creating a mod for a game. And I am 100% in favor of those studios. I love those studios. Yeah. For Axis, there was a studio that did the long war, did the same exact thing. Yep. 
and they started making Subnautica. I bought it in early access. I played it maybe three times in two or three years, however long it was in early access. And when it released, I started playing it. And it was a great game. And on release, it was a great game. But I remember how crappy it was in early access. Mm-hmm. That same thing, I don't think that... That does not apply to MMORPGs, dog. They're too big. You're, yeah, there's, it's They're too, too much. They're too big. If you don't get enough money to fund your game on your initial Kickstarter, you gotta bow out, dude. You gotta bow out. Whatever it is, whether you want a million dollars, if you don't get a million dollars, people were not that interested in your game, dog. You can't just... Alright, we gotta market this. You know, like they did with um, the Warhammer MMO. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eternal Crusade. Did that ever come out? No, it was it was called Dark Millennium Online for a while. Yeah. And it studios got changed hands, THQ lost the rights. You know, typical gaming noir story, you've heard it a million times. Right, right. Then the the base game itself got bought up by another studio, Funcom, the same people who made uh Age of Conan. And then it, it went over to uh, Behavior, I think it's called now. I think Behavior's developing it now. I don't know who's got it right now, but I do know that the game is a piece of shit. <laughs> After all of that, yeah, just to, to wrap it all up. Yeah. Game's I know that it's a piece of shit because Jelly paid $250 for the, the maximum version, and I told him not to. And he was like, fuck that, it's Warhammer. I said, no, dude, it doesn't matter. The IP is not what you buy. You have to buy the developer. Yeah. It's no different than the time that you went to freaking... I'm waggling my finger at you right now. PAX or E3 or whatever. Yeah. And you talk, and you talked to Bioware and you were like, dude, <laughs> why is it that after level 20 and your fully voiced game, all the people are aliens and they don't speak English? And the guy was like, bro, it's Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Bro, it's Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Next person, please. <laughs> Next in line. Get yeah. it together, you chump. Keep the line moving, concerned citizen. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't know. But like like you said, early access can work, because look at um, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley's came out in early access, and that game's doing really well. And it's still a really good game. Yeah, they're it was... good. And it's a single-player game that a small studio can make. Yeah. And and the small studio can make changes to the game and update them and stay real tight with its community and as the money comes in they can keep making the game and keep making updates. It's not like an MMO that needs to be balanced and tweaked and there's a ton of server work that needs to be done to it to make sure it's not crap. Mhm. MMOs are too big. There's too many moving pieces. Yeah. It's can't, not, it's I don't trust a small team working and making an MMO actually be good. Uh, no. No. Not in, not in 2018, at least. Not from what we have and what people actually want to see. As but, far as we've come, we've sh- we should have developed a better way of doing this by now. Yeah. Because I can't... And I'm sure I am the, I am the Midwestern man in this situation... And that I represent a large amount of gamers. I've been burned a lot. And I can't get away from the idea that you're just trying to get me. Right. I've lost too much money. I've paid too many developers that walked away. 
and receive nothing in return. So I am so suspicious about early access now that the a lot of people like me have walked away from that idea. So when you come to the early access table and say, all you got to do is just buy this incomplete product and in three years we'll give you something good. A lot mm-hmm. of people like me are saying no. So there's a lot less money. There's not enough money in this sphere to pay for an MMO anymore. Yeah, And no. Star, Star Citizen is a big reason why that happened. Yeah, I mean, the game asked for 500 grand, and they have, like, what, 12 million or something they got? And the game was announced in 2012, and now it's 2018, and they're still in alpha. Yeah, that's what pisses me off about it, because I see a Star Citizen video... And there's a little watermark on the bottom of the screen that says pre-alpha development build. Yeah. Pre-alpha? Pre-alpha? <laughs> Pre-alpha? You're, like, six I just... Years, I, almost six years into the game. I okay. look at that, like, when I saw that, the first thing I saw in my head was that JonTron reaction where he goes, What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, pre-alpha, dude. <laughs> Is this game being made by meteorologists? Like, what it'll, is going on here? It'll never live up to its hype. Like, it will never live up to its hype. It's impossible. You've you've waited far too long. Yeah, and you're you're still, it up so much. And you're still selling ships in a game that's not out yet. Honestly, you know that show, like, American Crime? I feel like the developer's going to be in that show, American Crime. <laughs> like, I feel like that's... It's going to be an American <laughs> Crime. Like, it's going to be... <laughs> like, how they finessed... 12 million dollars out of gamers you know i feel it's more along the lines of of narcos american greed there that's the show american greed now i don't know like you said they asked for 500 grand and they spent a year okay so they spent a year doing nothing but thinking of new stretch goals because the money kept coming in yep so isn't there a certain point where you just stop burying the cash Mm-hmm. And say and say, all right, guys, you know we're we're gonna we're gonna make this game, but I, we can't keep taking this millions and millions of dollars. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll keep taking the money. We'll keep taking the money, but we can't make the game any bigger. I mean, Pablo Escobar lost a lot of his money to rats. There you go. You know, and in many ways, is this this Robert space space industry. They're kind of like Pablo Escobar, dude. They got more money than they needed. They got more money than they can handle. And they just kept trying to make the game. Oh, we're, we're going to put facial recognition. Now your character talks if you're talking on microphone. Your character talks with you. Isn't that yeah. so cool? And you got all this crap. Like, they're having to invent all this new technology for this new game that they're making. And here's the kicker. All of this from the studio that brought you Wing Commander. Yeah. Not like it's not like it's Ubisoft. Not like you gave the money to Blizzard. Yeah. You really gave the money to a nobody. I'm sorry. You gave the money to Oh oh he made Wing Commander. Bro, you, you you ever played Wing Commander? No, I've go, not played Wing Commander. Go to YouTube and, and just type Wing Commander and ignore the movies. You know, ignore the movie because there was a movie with Freddie Prince Jr. about it. Mm-hmm. Just look at the games. They came out when you were one year old. All right. 
like 27 years ago. Jesus. Yeah. And this is the guy that came out and was like, oh, you know, I made Wing Commander. And I have a good concept for a space game. And all I got to do is just build everything from the ground up. He's got to build a new engine. He didn't buy an engine. He's got to build an engine. Yeah. Did you build an engine for for Wing Commander that you made on DOS in 1987? No. <laughs> Jesus. I don't think you did. You didn't build a 3D engine. You didn't build an economy. You didn't build a, a three-dimensional physics Newtonian-based spacecraft system. You didn't build planets that you can land on. You didn't build first person. You didn't build facial recognition systems. You didn't build any of that crap. Here's here's $500 million. Yes, people are saps. I think mean, it's an easy way to wrap it all up is that people are saps and we feed off the nostalgia and all this is is a reboot. All and this we is, love I'll reboots. tell you what this is. This is Caveman Warspring the Sun. This mm-hmm. is a bunch of disenfranchised gamers that were sitting around going, Man, fucking EA. This sucks. Uh, I can't believe they fucked up Bioware. Blah, blah, blah. And then this other guy came along and sold himself and said, Man, I, oh, dude, I got the line in. Mm-hmm. And we've, we as human beings, we strive for safety and security in all things. And we go out into the world seeking nothing more than to follow someone who we believe is greater than ourselves and we fall victim to this sort of thing and that's all this is yeah pretty much and until a game is released that shuts my mouth that will be my opinion change my mind <laughs> change my mind I love those videos on YouTube change my mind change my mind <laughs> go ahead go to college campus full of liberals change my mind and that's this this right here right now I am Matt Frisk Milanese, and I have issued an open challenge to you, Robert Space Industries, to change my mind. I say you're bullshit. Release your game. America. (laughs) America. Alright, so lastly, well, two lastlies. Do you know Ronda Rousey joined the WCW, WWF, WWE, what is it now? Wrestling. Let's just say wrestling. Wrestling. That's a good move. Yeah. She left UFC to join wrestling. How, did you watch a clip I sent you? I don't think so. All right. So you watch it real quick. I'm going to give you three seconds. Um, so Ronda Rousey joined wrestling. And we had a debate about this before saying that, like, did who killed Ronda Rousey? And I, and I said the internet killed Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Like, the memes, like, said, I don't want to do this anymore. And, you know, that was the end of that. Now, watching her wrestling and things like that, and I've, even the UFC, I was a fan of Ronda Rousey. Winning, even when she lost. I'm still a fan of Ronda Rousey. But she's a really bad actress. And (laughs) it also reminded me why, like, because when I was younger, I used to love wrestling. Like any other kid, you're younger, you love wrestling. And sometimes, as an adult, that moves up into adulthood. Like, say, hey, you still love wrestling, even though you know it's fake. So is reality TV. Like... It has interesting plot lines. You've been following it for years. So I understand why someone that's like 30 years old, 40 years old still watches wrestling. And maybe something like a bond that they want to also cherish with their children of something they also equally loved. You know? And, um... But Ronda Rousey's a really bad actress. (laughs) (laughs) She's really bad. It was really... It's really bad and unbelievable. And, um... 
I and I, I was like, I want to like it, but I just can't take it seriously because you know what she can actually do to people. So to see her like fake fighting was like, and it's usually the other way around. <laughs> it's usually a fake fighter decides to say, "Hey, I'm gonna go into the UFC and actually become a CM fighter. Punk." Yeah, like a CM Punk situation, and he gets a lot of respect. So then to see you leave the UFC to now do like fake fighting in wrestling. It's just kind of like, oh, Ronda, why? why? Why are you doing this? Go go to the big screen. Don't do wrestling. You don't need to do this. But, hey, it could easily be a transition thing where she does this now, gets an acting coach, because God knows she needs an acting coach. She, she's horrible. Is I, that? Yeah, it's the move, man. It's the move. Because The Rock started off as a wrestler. The Rock was a wrestler. But The Rock was also a good actor and had great showmanship. Ronda Rousey... Like, there's one scene where, like, Stephanie McMahon is, like, beating up Ronda Rousey, and it doesn't even look like... She, like, knocks her to the ground, and it doesn't even look like Ronda's hurt. It kind of looks like she's like, oh, ow, ow, you're hurting me. It's like, I've seen your face get busted open, Ronda. I know you can see the punch. I gotta see this. I gotta see this. I linked it at the bottom of our dock. At the end of the docket. Okay. And uh, for anyone else, I highly recommend... It's on YouTube... Just watch, just watch it. It's just, oh my god, it's so bad, but it's so good. And you know, I don't know. It, it, I mean, it's, it's the move, though, dude. It's the move. The wrestling community has millions and millions of fans. It has a lot of fans, and uh, and they're tons. all gonna be like, "Yo, we got Rousey now." You know, it's it's a tribe thing, and they're they're gonna love that she's a wrestler now, and. For for Ronda Rousey herself, it's it's the move because if you were Ronda Rousey, and as I said before, I have the craziest theory that she has some kind of she's terrified to go back in the cage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, she must because, think she wanted to kill herself. There you go. But you need the money. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be a star. She wants to get the fame. You know, because. You're Ronda fucking Rousey. You're the Icarus. Yeah. But this is like a safe version. If you were the Icarus in UFC, going to the WWE, you're Neil Armstrong. You don't go to the sun, you go to the moon. And the moon's got to be enough. I mean, financially, like, as for her, like, her brand or whatever, that's, that's the move. I don't mind. I agree with it. It's a similar sport, you know, it's like yeah. if you were if you were a cop and you got you you know, you and me are cops and we're in Samparo and a crim shoots me in the head and you can't do it anymore, so you become a fireman. Yeah. I like I hundred like I get it, and like I said, I get it. I support the I support because again, I'm still on the side where I think the internet killed her career. More so than her. Is seeing I don't know how long like, you could go around seeing a meme of your face getting busted in for, like, six months. Like, every, you yeah. can't, and how important it is, like, for example, Kaylee right now. Kaylee was nagging the hell out of me today. I love you, baby. I love you so much. But you were nagging me so much today because she didn't have internet for, like, one night. And she just just blowing up my phone, texting me while I'm at work. And she's like, why are you taking so long to respond? It's like, you just gave me, like, 30 seconds to respond. And she's like, I'm so bored without the internet. And then as soon as she got the internet back, yo, I did not exist anymore. 
I no. text her like, oh, you forgot about me? And she's like, uh, LOL, I'm going to go to sleep now. It's like you nagged me for like an hour because oh you're God. bored. And you, Kelly, finally, you, doing that and you finally get the internet back. And you're like, yeah, I don't know you anymore. And that's my fiance. Who? <laughs> yeah. Who you? Who you? You know? And um, so, like, <laughs> imagine that you got your face drop kicked, right? And then for six months, anytime you picked up your phone on the internet, it was someone tweeting you like, ha, 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 you're terrible, ha, ha, here's this picture, you getting beat up, here's this picture, you getting beat up, ha, ha, you're the worst, you're the worst, you suck, you're garbage, you're garbage, ha, 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 for six months. As a, like, yeah. we're horrible humans. You know what I mean? And not to mention the fact that, like, and imagine how many Twitter followers she lost in a day. Yeah. Imagine being her and seeing that number. And then you know, just seeing yourself. I had dead. ten million last night. Now I have one million. You, you know, get your face ripped off. A lot of people who are just like on your bandwagon are just like off your wagon now, and just yep. like yeah, we don't mess with you anymore. You're garbage. You lost a fight. You're garbage. You're trash now. It's really yep. hard to stay undefeated. And it's really hard. I mean, like I say, I think Ronda Rousey killed her career because she fucked up her mentality. Maybe somewhere in her head she thought these people legitimately loved her. Mm-hmm. But I don't... Th- that's not... If you're a UFC fighter, man, you're a gladiator. Yeah. We I all... love you until you die, and then I love the guy who killed you. Pretty much. And right now, there's an open vacancy in UFC for both the best male and female fighter, because you saw Conor McGregor did. Yeah, he attacked a bus full of other UFC fighters yeah. or some shit. Yeah. The, like, the most Irish thing ever. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even look at it, because I'm half Irish, and I was just like, right? <laughs> it all made sense, right? If you're Irish, like, you completely understand. Like, yeah, yeah. My, my whole father's side is Irish, and when I when it said, Conor McGregor attacked a bus, I was like, good on you, chap. <laughs> I, didn't, I, th- I agreed with it. I was like, that's the thing to do. I mean. Yeah, it makes sense. I can see that out of my father's side of my family. Completely responsible, and you just had a fight with Floyd Mayweather where you made, like, evil money. Like, like that level of money you made is, like, kill your family and get away in Bogota kind of money. No one in the the history of humanity has made that much money (laughs) for doing that badly at anything. Yeah, for, for losing. Yeah. For being a, for getting clowned on, mm-hmm. I was excited about. I mean that we watched that fight year, together. Yeah, we watched it together. That fight was the first. That fight itself was right next to my birthday, and it occurred on the first day of my vacation. And I watched it, and I loved it. I thought it was great, and I was uh, from the position of, I'm ninety nine percent sure Conor McGregor's not going to win. Yeah. But I'm I'm holding out hope that he, he lands a punch. And I said to you, like, it didn't matter if he landed a punch or not. He's going to lose this fight. Like, boxing and UFC are two different things. Like, it's 100%. And I think Dave Chappelle said it the best, to quote him. He said, the Conor McGregor fight and Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather is basically like the Golden State Warriors versus your local high school basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, that, that's all the... I had to see when I was walking into that, I was just, I was super hopeful. I remember. Conor McGregor yeah, I remember. would land a, a punch. I would love that. I thought that was great. But 
I'm not going to put money on them. <laughs> not gonna, yeah, no. Because I watched the video of both of them training. And not only that, I've seen Floyd Mayweather box. I've never seen McGregor box. Yeah. I've, I've seen McGregor do UFC fight. But I've seen Floyd Mayweather box. And he's a motherfucker. Like, yeah. he's not... He's not a gimmick. He's not like Tyson. He's not a knockout artist. No, he's a tech... He, like, as a fighter, watching him fight is kind of boring. Unless you're really into technical boxing. Because he's a technical a boxing, boxing nerd. He's like, pop, pop, punt. It's like, point, point, dodge, dodge, dodge. Point, point, dodge, dodge, dodge. Point, point. Like, that's how he... That's how he boxes. You know? Yeah, Mayweather boxes to win and to not get hurt. Yeah, exactly. And that's his thing. And McGregor fights... To punch your fucking head off me. Exactly. And then, that's that's great. That's great. But you've not went up against McGregor. Or you've not went up against Mayweather before. And a lot of people have been throwing punches at him for a long time. <laughs> and he is, he's managed to not get clocked through his whole career. Exactly. That's why I said the boxer's punch won't matter because other boxers have punched. It's not like Floyd has never been punched in the face before. You know what I mean? He's been punched in the face. That's why the yeah. boxer's punch won't work. If he's never been punched in the face, then yeah, you could say one lucky punch. No, if it was like a kick, yeah, there's one lucky kick that can take you out. And which let's transition to one thing is that the rumor is it now is that yeah. Floyd yeah. M- <laughs> might be <laughs> might be going into the octagon. Don't to, do it. To fight him. And you know, as all right, I'm gonna say if Floyd Mayweather has to go into the octagon to fight uh, Conor McGregor, he's been gambling too much, and he owes a lot of money, and he's broke. Yes. Because there's no... Because you, as a 40-year-old man, you will die. McGregor's taking his arm. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna die in there. Like, you're not... Like, that's not yeah. a game. The octagon versus a boxing ring, that's, that's not a, that's not a playground. He's going to be on the ground, tied up, and McGregor's going to whisper in his ear, Hey, you remember that time you punched me in the head? (laughs) And he's going to break his fucking arm right there. It's going to be that. It's leg kicks, things like that. It's, don't, don't do, not, don't get me wrong. I think Floyd's an incredible boxer, but in the octagon, you'll die. Like, that's just, like, if it was a street fight, I think McGregor would win, because he can kick. But in the octagon, you're allowed to... Punch people in the back of the head and shit, right? Punch people, like grapple people, kick people. Yeah. Everything. He can, he can wrap his arm around your neck and choke you. Immediately. Yeah. You haven't ever had to deal with anything like that. Right. It's the same thing that McGregor suffered when he walked into the, the, into the boxing Every time room. he tried to hug him or hit him from behind and, like, ha- do hammer fist on him during the fight. Yeah. It's the same thing. He, he lost... Because he didn't have to deal with any of that. And furthermore, every single time they came together and McGregor wanted to throw an elbow, he had to stop himself. Yeah. So all of his actions were regulated and measured. And there was never a time when he can slip into that flow that these these combat sport people slip into. And then also... Where they're, just, they're in the zone, you know? About getting gassed. I mean, boxing's a lot longer. Those rounds are longer. I mean, you have 12 rounds versus 5 rounds. That's going to make a difference. And you were fighting someone who's very good at gassing people out. 
Like, whose whole thing is gassing someone out. Yes. <laughs> like, this whole shit is, I'm going to gas you out. I'm going to play exactly very aggressive for said. the first three rounds, and I'm going to be defensive for, like, the next six. That's exactly what he said. Mayweather even said, the fans can't fight it for you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm going to pull you into deep water. And that's exactly what he did. It was great. I love that fight. It was interesting. It was good. When he, I, my favorite part of that is when McGregor was so tired, and he and he grappled and hit him in the back of the head, and the ref split him up. Mm-hmm. And Mayweather yeah. like held his hands up and smiled and shook his head like, "What the fuck? Like, are we st- you still trying to do this? Like, you you're not even hitting me accidentally hard anymore." Right. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, I'm the best was... boxer on earth, and and this is what I have to do. This is guy how I have to prove myself. Yeah, this is my last fight. This is gonna be my fifty, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that was that's know. pretty much you know that was pretty much the extent of that fight. And uh, lastly, Tuna, I'm not sure if you know this or not. What I like to do on my podcast is talk about the sleepers. And um, this week for a sleeper. Uh, sleeper TV show. It's called The Good Place. It's on Netflix. The first uh, first season's there. Have you ever heard of that show before? Nope. It has a girl who started um, Veronica Mars. That's not her real name, but that's the show she was in, Veronica Mars. Kristen Bell. Um, it's basically a show about where she dies and they all go to heaven. And they're all living in heaven. And it's called The Good Place. And they're trying. But unfortunately for her, she was an awful person who got um, mixed up for another person who then got sent to hell. And she's basically trying to hide it that she's not supposed to be here and hide the mix-up. So it's a really happy, it's in the same kind of scheme of pushing daisies. It's a really quirky and happy show, and I highly recommend it. It's a fun show to watch, and it's interesting because you see how how awful of a person she is and how much she's just trying to hide it from everyone else. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, and then for movie-wise, there's a new trailer for an indie movie came out called uh, upgrade and um that one's another really interesting one too basically a guy gets did you watch a trailer for that no okay so an upgrade um this guy gets hurt for whatever reason he's hurt and they basically give him a nanobot chip and it allows him to now have a computer living inside of him which controls his body and he can find combat and i think although as generic as that may seem um, the fun part about it is all the camera work into it because his head is like completely still and you can like his body is like doing all the action scenes. So it's actually really cool. Um, it's an indie film. It got a lot of nomination awards. So Upgrade, I highly suggest watching that trailer. And then The Good Place is the sleeper show for this week, which I say give it a shot. I think the second season is still going on right now. So and I think that's really it. Do you have anything left to say, Mr. Fish? Eat well, rest well, train well, do well. All right. And I want to thank you again for being on the podcast. Hopefully I can have you again. And uh, you guys enjoy the rest of your morning. This is the Morning Blood. Have a good day.